Hello and welcome to another episode of A Bloody Mess, a badly researched true crime podcast. Joining me on this journey into the cannibalistic horrors that you may not have heard of is Jim. Jim, do you think think you can bring yourself to eat a person? Yes. (laughs) As as easy as that, is it? (laughs) Yeah, I just... It's no, it depends on the situation, blah, 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 blah. No, yes, I could eat a person. Actually, the the main question for me would be, could you eat a person that had been ethically sourced. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. When I th- when I think because... of being asked that, I think of like um, the the Argentinian rugby team. Were they even Argentinian? French? It was in Argentina were... anyway. It was in Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that but, situation. But do you not did you not hear that story about the bloke that had his leg amputated uh, for whatever reason, and then he uh, fed it to his friends? Or was it his foot? And he fed it to his friends in tacos. In tacos. Did his friends yeah. know? I don't know. Oh, weirdo. Maybe we should but, cover that I mean, story. We've just covered yeah. that story. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, would you Would you eat that? Would you eat my tacos with my body parts in? Probably not. I don't no. mean like I don't mean like holding it around my balls. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But probably not. No. I think it would have I to be would. someone I didn't know. Because, like, if I had a pet chicken, I don't think I could eat my pet chicken because it's my pet. Not, no, not but, saying you're but, my pet but, human, but you know what I mean. But but I wouldn't be giving. I wouldn't be losing my life. I'd just be losing my. I understand, leg I understand that, but I, I see what you do with those legs. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking eat your ass. Back gardens. Oh, fucking hell, here we go. Here How long is that? Like less than two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think unless it was desperate, dire situations, life and death, I don't think I could eat a person. Do you not? Whereas you were just like, yeah, I'd eat a person. I'd eat his dick right away. I, I probably, I probably would. Yeah, I would eat me some people burgers. I don't know. Puts a new I meat what into it. Smells like when it's co- when it's cooking. I think it'd be pork, wouldn't it? Well, it's meant to be very similar yeah. to pork. Yeah. I just imagine it in a slow cooker. Why? Like a fingernail in a slow cooker. Oh, and you're stirring nice. it, and then your little finger pokes up. <laughs> I was thinking more like a flapper, a flapper skin with a tattoo on it. Oh, that's fucking rank. Save the tramp stamp for me. <laughs> <laughs> right then, moving on. Are you familiar with the concept of six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I wasn't until about five minutes before we started recording. Yeah, basically, it rhymes with six degrees of separation, and it plays on the fact that no celebrity. Uh, is more than six tenuous links away from Kevin Bacon. Now, you can do this yourself. The website is oracleofbacon.org. Now, as an example to show you, uh, an example that Amuse does was found if you search uh, Adolf Hitler, he has a Bacon number of three. He was in Hitler, Beast of Berlin, with Alan Ladd, who was in Hollywood in uniform with a man called Eddie Albert, who was in The Big Picture with Kevin Bacon. There we go. Three links. And we honestly, yeah, so... we, we tried to find someone with six. We couldn't find anyone with six. The most I got was no. three. Uh, yeah, three. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I don't think Hitler actually was acting. But... He was just in it. For another quick example, if you pick someone, say, let's pick Tom Cruise. He's quite famous. One, he was in 
a few good men with Kevin Bacon, so I obviously <laughs> must have known that at some sense. <laughs> yeah, they were in the same film. Look how good this website is. Yeah, don't use me for the advertising and marketing for this company. I even thought I'd catch it out. I'll be like, if anyone's seen Let the Right One In, the Swedish film, the young girl who played the vampire, she was called Lena Lee Anderson, so I was like, Lena Lee Anderson. Bacon number of two. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't remember the link. I got too pissed off, and then James kept going, and I was just getting stressed because I wanted to record, and he just kept going, he kept going. He's probably still fucking at it. Lena Headey has a Baker number of two. <laughs> she was in the Mortal Instruments City of Ashes with Jonathan Reith, John, Jonathan Reese Myers, who was in Telling Lies in America with Kevin Bacon. There we go. Kevin Bacon's linked to a lot of people. Now, the next cannibal killer we're going to discuss has less degrees of separation uh, as a man named Kevin Bacon was found strung up from the rafters in his basement, dead. Uh, I was wondering where we got this Kevin Bacon thing from. His killer's name is Mark Latunsky. There's been a murder of podcast. A bloody mess. Mark Latunsky is a 50-year-old father of four from Flint, Michigan. Where, where, James? Where? Flint, Michigan. I have an interesting fact about Flint, Michigan. Oh, please do tell. Well, in 2014, the drinking water source for the city of Flint, Michigan was changed, and someone failed to apply corrosion inhibitors to the water. As a result, lead from the aging pipes leached into the water supply, leading to extremely elevated levels of heavy metal neurotoxin and exposing over 100,000 residents to elevated lead levels. That's ridiculous. They've still not got clean drinking water, have they? Um, the last thing I saw, all the pipes should be changed by November this year, but I don't know if that's been put back from what's happened the last six months or so. The outcome yeah, of this, there was 6,000 to 12,000 children exposed, exposed to lead. Exposed. <laughs> exposed to lead. There was a public... We all, we... Oh, we have trouble with that word. It was a public health state of emergency. 79 lawsuits, several investigations, four resignations, four firings, five suspensions, 15 people facing criminal indictments. One person was found guilty. Statute of limitations on felony misconduct in office charges expired on the 25th of April this year. 12 or more deaths. An estimated several, several hundred additional pregnancies ended in stillbirths. That's terrible. I like to think that with this case, the person that had to put the corrosion inhibitors in the water, like, finished his job, drove home, opened the back doors of his van, and then found the bottle there with the seal still on it and was like, shit! (laughs) And he was just doing that panicky walk around his garage going, oh my god! Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. There we go. The only person was uh, Corrine Miller, who got 300 hours of community service and a fine of $1,200. Yeah, so there's my interesting fact about uh, Flint, Michigan. Thank you. Now, he's from Flint, Michigan, his father of four, and he earned a master's degree in chemistry in 1995 from Iowa State University. He's an eccentric man who likes to wear leather kilts, uh, has several assumed other names, one of which uh, he claims links to Welsh royalty, and he looks like a cross between Robin Williams and one of the members of Mastodon. (laughs) 
Uh, it sounds like a stable person. Well, well, he has been described as a man with a history of mental illness and men fleeing from his house. Well, a lot of men flee from my house as well. <laughs> Until I learned how to do knots. In 1995, he attempted to sue the city of Ames. Where, James? The city of Ames. Oh, I've got another interesting fact. I'm getting out of the way very quickly. Uh, interesting fact okay. about the city of Ames. Yes. Sorry, Mark. My headphones made a beeping noise. The battery might die. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, I googled Ames. Iowa, and it came up people also ask, and it came up is Ames, Iowa a good place to live? And the response was this Ames is a great place to live It has a beautiful college campus and a unique main street It has many parks and is family friendly which is all fine <laughs> this, is, this is what made me laugh The city has great tasting water and was recently awarded the best water in Iowa April 23rd, 2019 there you go, there's a couple of water facts for you. I was going to say, you've gone from one ex- extreme yeah. to the other. You know, yeah. one place has got the best water ever, the other place makes you have stillborn children. <laughs> <laughs> what position did they come in the competition? <laughs> How do you pronounce Ames? Ames rhymes with Ames or James. There you go. Oh. The S has a Z sound, not an S sound. Ames. Ames. There we go. There we go. There's my facts about City of Ames. In 1995, he attempted to sue the City of Ames because he thought the $1 per month charge for storm sewers was unconstitutional. Did he win? Fuck no. Right. Loser. Carrying on, Latunsky has a long history of mental illness, according to the divorce paperwork filed by his ex-wife, Emily Latunsky, who divorced him in 2013. Diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and paranoid schizophrenia in 2010, Mark Latunsky also presented traits of borderline personality disorder. Mark and Emily divorced after 12 years of worsening symptoms and refusal to take his medication. Why do you think he wouldn't take his medication? Take us the paranoid well, schizophrenia. Well, it's a tricky thing because what can happen is two things. The first one is if you take the. If you're taking medication that essentially dulls your symptoms, it's also going to dull part of your personality. So he might know of the change. It might affect his sex drive. It might affect his creativity. It might give him the shakes. And if there's a, a side effect that he doesn't like, he might be like, I'm not taking it because I can't draw anymore. I can't get it up. I can't, you know, it makes me unable to sleep. That but then the second too. that... You know, the second that he stopped, that the symptoms come back, they're most likely going to support him not taking it anymore. So the second that his symptoms of his schizophrenia or whatever start to surface, then there's going to be a whole other load of reasons for him not to take it. Like there's poison in your in your, your tablets, yeah, yeah, or yeah. the government want you to take them, and stuff like that. Yeah. Now. During the periods of him not taking his medication, he would watch extreme horror films, films with torture, talk to himself, stare all night, threaten to get rid of the children's pets, fail to shower and shave, and also claim that their son isn't his child. That sounds like a normal weekend to me. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I remember university too. (laughs) Uh, He's also failed to follow custody plans, etc., leading to him technically kidnapping his own children, although I think that one's a bit of a stretch. 
I would be concerned given the nature of his mental state at times, but it's when they say you're supposed to bring your kids back at five and you've still got them at six and it's yeah. like, you've kidnapped them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he didn't break in with a gun. But, you know, he's still worrying. He's not a well man, so... I do get it. He also frequently reported his estranged wife to Child Protective Services and claimed she and her brother were trying to kill him by poisoning a nearby well. Latonsky oh, is a highly... In- exactly. Latonsky is highly intelligent and works as a chemist in a highly paid job for company American Chemical Technologies, earning a six-figure salary. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that count? Mm. He was fired from this job in August 2019 for refusing to take his medication. We're noticing a bit of a trend yeah, here. However, yeah, during this unmedicated period, Latonsky claimed his employer wanted him to put harmful chemicals in products. Again, we're seeing the paranoid element of his schizophrenia begin to surface, as as with the imagined murder plot against him by his ex-wife. What's especially interesting about this one is that this I mean, this whole case in general occurred so recently. The, the first mentioned victim, Kevin Bacon, was alive less than nine months ago. Oh, wow. Well, it's probably ten months since, you know, the time you typed this to time before we got to recording. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's quite possibly true. Yeah. He's also been known to go by at least three different names, one of which backs up his claim that he's related to the Welsh Royal Thomas clan and he's also been hospitalised due to mental illness for four times. His divorce was finalised in 2013 and he's currently married to Jamie Arnold, although separated. Latonsky was an avid user of Grinder, as and he I. frequently met men <laughs> and he frequently met men for sex in his house, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, he, uh, Jamie Arnold is uh, a man. That's his husband. It's not the girl's name, Jamie. I was thinking that, yeah, yeah. Because it could be either way. Yeah, just, Unless yeah, his name like was Arnold, Arnold Jamie, then it couldn't be either, either way. That person well, should change you, you their never name. Yeah, if, if you're a girl called Arnold, uh, you should change your name. Yes, please. According to Chen, I don't really care. <laughs> Arnold stated that he couldn't cope with finding random strangers in their house and Latonsky kept trying to persuade him to get involved and this led to the breakdown of their marriage, I mean, which is completely understandable. Yeah, that is. I was going to say that is very understandable. I wouldn't like it if I found random strangers in my house. I don't even like the people that live in my fucking house. <laughs> and the dogs. There's, there's nothing worse than coming home to your house and having people around that you don't know about, is there? Yes, exactly. I, I wouldn't like that. Like the police. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you probably sense, this is all starting to ramp up and escalate, and there's a reason why we're talking about him in this episode. However, he didn't go straight to murder, although he may have done if chance hadn't intervened, as you're about to hear. I'm sorry, what's that? I'm trying to escape from some guy who had me chained up in his basement. He had you chained in his basement? Where are you calling from? I don't know. The man believed he'd been speaking to Jamie Arnold, Latunsky's husband via Grinder, and agreed. And agree- the man believed he'd been speaking to Jamie Arnold, Latunsky's husband via Grinder, and had agreed to meet up with the pair for sexual adventures. <laughs> what? What's a sexual adventure? <laughs> 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 What's your issue with that term? That's no, a perfectly acceptable term. A sexual adventure. Just like it's like going hiking with your dick out. 
don't know. The pair met up for for sex, but like when you say sexual adventure, it's like okay, let's just get in a car and we'll just go drive around everywhere and have sex in every bush we see. Is that what it is? It's similar. It's basically from what we've been saying about the le- like the leather things and that phone oh. call we've just heard. You know, it's not typical sexual activities. So is it like extreme ironing, but a lot dirtier? Yeah. She's got to make sure that you keep the steam away from your testicles. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, God, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Nothing worse than a steam burn. Nothing worse however, than fried sperm. Uh, <laughs> huh? However, when the man arrived and Latunsky collected him from the bus station, Arnold was nowhere to be seen. It's quite possible Latunsky could have been catfishing people with his husband's pictures, adding an extra fake person into the situation to almost make him seem less threatening and dangerous to meet with. If I was... you think I'm going to meet up with this lone nut job, or I'm going to meet up with this couple, which seems safer. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which I like, you've probably got an answer to this, but why is it called catfishing? Okay. I don't know. I've seen the original catfish film. I don't really know. Yeah. I think it's because a lot of times uh, when people have gone to meet uh, a woman and pulled them and then had sex with them, it turns out they were just shagging fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm not quite sure. I think it's probably to do with the whole fishing aspect of fishing a man or Why? fishing a partner where you don't actually know the reason. Are you looking it up now? Yeah, because it's got something to do with the film, so I didn't know there was a film. Yeah. Catfishing got its name from the 2010 documentary Catfish. Is that what you're on your own about? Yeah, it's a good film. That's a dog. Um, the hit movie which first brought the phenomenon to the world's attention. In the film, a catfish called Angela pretends to be a woman much younger than herself in order to build a relationship with a photographer called Nev. Doesn't sound like a documentary. It is. It's actually... You should watch it. It's a good good film. Oh, maybe. Well, it was good a while ago. You know what film I watched? No, I've got a different... Watch Blade, and it did not age very well. Did it not? No. It's not. Uh, I mean, I, know, I was trying to think of a blade joke. Like it was, it's not sharp anymore. But and it was terrible. It's not quite at the cutting edge like it nah, used to be. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Good night. End of the podcast. See ya. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Collected from the bus station, the gentleman shortly afterwards fell asleep in Latonsky's car, and once arriving at his house, was told that Jamie Arnold had moved out. Latonsky then produced leather straps and chains and tied him up in the basement and held him prisoner, telling him. He wasn't going anywhere. Which is not wrong. After waiting some time for Latonsky to fall asleep, the man managed to reach a knife, cut the leather strap holding him down, and proceed to flee from the house, calling 911 in the process. The police later came and picked him up. Understandably, the man didn't want to press charges, so the police took him to a local petrol station uh, and dropped him off. However, inexplicably, with no money and his return bus ticket not valid for another week, he called Latonsky who persuaded him to return to the house, saying it was all a misunderstanding. Yeah, I've lost count of the amount of times I've accidentally tied a man up. Exactly, you know, I remember all those times I've woke up in your house. Why, like why did you say, um, understandably, the man did not want to press charges? I would want to press it's charges. Embarrassing. Ah. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you said, well, what it was, I was supposed to get bummed, and then... <laughs> you don't have to word it like that. I was supposed to get tied up and bummed, and... <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I was supposed to get tied up and uh, eat ass and get bummed. And then when I got there, he tied me up a bit too tight, and the policeman's going to be putting the lid back on his pen and closing his notebook. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That is understandable. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, he later came to his senses and he actually pressed charges against Latonsky in June of this year. Oh, this year, 2020? Yep, exactly. It's all ongoing. Now, another man did report similar events, saying to the police... I met this guy. I'm by. He's cute. He hit on me. I don't know. We went out to the car and talked. We went to the store, had a soda. I woke up in his basement. That's a sexy voice. That was that's my I would sexiest definitely, voice. I would definitely drug and kidnap you if that was how you hey, spoke all the hey, time. Hey, you don't have to. <laughs> Neighbours reported him banging on their door, wearing belts, straps and a leather kilt with blood in his face. That's how I normally greet you, isn't it, when you come to see <laughs> That is pretty much it, yeah. Minus yeah, the, he was screaming minus the <laughs> Yes. He was screaming hysterically, begging them to keep Latunsky away from him, repeatedly shouting... He's going to hurt me. <laughs> Undeterred. I just uh, slammed the door in the guy's face. His behavior. Uh, and he begins to groom Kevin Bacon, a much-loved 25-year-old hairstylist from Swartz Creek. They met through Grinder, and whilst Bacon knew he was meeting a man with an interest in BDSM when he travelled to Lutonsky's home on Christmas Eve 2019, he was unaware of how violent the man's urges were. Kevin's family reported him missing when he failed to turn up for their traditional Christmas morning family breakfast. Right. Do you eat, do you eat breakfast on Christmas Day? Well, not really. Mine's a bit, always a bit of a mad rush, my Christmas Day, because of the sheer amount of households involved. Ah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the traditional Christmas morning family breakfast. We don't. We get up, up and we kind of starve ourselves for a uh, kind of late lunch. My traditional Christmas morning family breakfast is like a slice of toast stood up in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I might, um, Whilst... I might eat some ass on Christmas. Treat myself. <laughs> Go and grinder and find some ass to eat. <laughs> Very Christmas. address. I'm just guessing that's what you do. I don't even know what's... I don't know why I keep making that joke. Police were sent to Latunsky's address for a wellness check on December 28th due to suspicion he was at the property after searching for him for several days. The scene that met them was described as being straight out of a horror movie. Police discovered what they described as a secret room where they found Bacon's body. He'd been stabbed twice in the back of the neck before being hoisted up and hung upside down from the roof by his ankles. His throat was then cut. Latunsky later confessed to having castrated Kevin with a knife and then proceeded to cook and eat his testicles. I've got a note to make a point here and I can't remember what okay. I was going to say but I can only think, I was like why why eat his testicles? Why is that the bit you go for first? I don't understand. I didn't know this either. I mean, you've got to bear in mind, at this point, it could be argued that he's, he's undergoing a deep psychotic break. Yeah, but still. So there's more like, logic involved. Oh, but, like, go for it's not going to be nice. It's not meat, is it? It's no. an organ. Yeah. So it's like, why, why, would, why would you not just, like, take his leg off and cook that? Exactly. Eat a big piece of muscle. Yeah, and if if human is meant to taste Lit- literally, literally eat his ass. Ex- exactly, um, and if humans meant to taste a bit like pork, find the bit that actually tastes like bacon. Be delicious. I, I wasn't think even... that's his uh, the skin around his ballsack. <laughs> oh, imagine finding that in a slow cooker. 
Now, this isn't the most visceral of cannibalism cases, not like Joachim Kroll, uh, but I think you'll agree the circumstances and the fact it's so recent is especially harrowing. Otunski was taken into custody and on January the 8th this year pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Now, court records filed by his lawyer state that Latonsky is fixated on a conspiracy theory including multiple nations, countries and involved in multiple trust accounts. Again, I've put a note here and I can't remember why or what I wanted to say. The only thing I can think of on the spot is what the fuck has multiple nations and countries been involved in multiple trust accounts got to do with him eating someone's testicles? Exactly, he's, he's completely lost it, hasn't it? I think he's basically saying that people are out to get him and he killed him because he knew he had to do it. Probably like he had to send a message or there was some reason why he did it. But when the police came in, apparently he was relatively cooperative. Yeah. Well, that's not the first time we've, we've talked about cases where that's happened, have we? But also, yeah, like, I just don't understand. He's he's obviously big on his conspiracy theories, but why, is they even, why yeah. are they even talking about that in relating to eating a fucking other man's testicles? I, just I think that's the thing is they're justifying his insanity. Uh, However, believing in conspiracy theories isn't isn't insanity. It's just fucking idiotic. No, but if he believes in the conspiracy, it's a conspiracy against him. It doesn't mean he's sat there with you know wearing a t-shirt saying nine eleven truther. You know he basically <laughs> thinks that everyone's out to get him. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I once read a read or heard a definition of the insanity play, and what it is basically is it's not you going. I think there's basically two versions of it. One version is saying I wasn't in my right mind at the time of the crime. Yep. But the other version is you can't really have a proper trial if you think that everyone's out to get you. Yep. A lot of the times with with insanity pleas, they won't share any information with their own lawyer because they think their own lawyer is conspiring against them, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. kill them, feeding information back to a shadow, shadowy But if they go that route, they, not just get, they get locked up for their entire life, don't they? Like just around a yeah, mental the asylum, yeah. Yep, they get sectioned basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, these records also state that Latunsky believed he was a noble person from the Thomas clan of Wales, whose real name is Edgar Thomas Hill, a name he provided during the arraignment, and that Mark Latunsky is an assumed name to protect his identity. Interestingly, when he was arrested, he gave another name. So he's going by at least three names that we know of. I suppose four if you count the fact he could have been going as Jamie Arnold online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was then moved to facility to assess his mental well-being after a physician found him incompetent to stand trial, which is kind of what we were guessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In February of this year, he was found unresponsive after staff had noticed he was refusing food for several days. He was hospitalised, but later returned to jail. How could they... He was found unresponsive after they found he was refusing food for several days. Surely they would <laughs> well, notice yeah, after well, day one. Oh, he's not eating. They don't have to... Oh, oh no. No, no. They basically they find him un- they find him unresponsive, and they've gone. Why has that happened? And they've gone. He's not been eating his biscuits, or <laughs> he's, he's not. not he's not. He's <laughs> not been drinking. We've his got a big man. Of, we've, we've we've all these balls of cocoa pops. <laughs> he's not had. He's not touched his yuzu. <laughs> so where does this all currently stand? Where are we now, James? If it was so recent. Well, currently there's a program to return him to competency through counselling, treatment, and medication. To enable him to stand trial, I think that's pretty good. Actually, they've not just gone his crackers, lock him up. They're it's... trying to get him back to be of sound mind, so they can actually yeah. try and address what happened okay, and yeah, get yeah. some justice. Yeah, yeah, no, I that's think good. that's really good. If However, works, this yeah. can take, if it works, yeah, and it can take up to fifteen months. Yeah. Also, if it's unsuccessful, he will just be held indefinitely in a secure psychiatric facility, 
and essentially the case will be dismissed in legal courts, handed over to civil courts to determine how his treatment will proceed. That's an interesting thing, the difference between uh, legal courts and civil courts, because there's been cases, especially in O.J. Simpson uh, case, in the legal courts he was found not guilty, but in the civil case he was found guilty. Well, was he? Yeah, but yeah, it's a civil yeah. case. So, And the problem is with civil cases, they can say, right, then you are... you." We've ordered damages to the victim of this much money. Mm-hmm. You are ordered to pay it, and they go to the to the person who's been convicted and say you need to pay the money, and they just go, "I don't have it." And you look at the judge, and the judge just goes, "Tough shit." Yeah. So then you have to basically like, well, that's what happened with O.J. Simpson. They asked, they basically said, "You owe them this much money." Didn't the family, the family of a, uh, not his wife, but Ron Goldman, uh, not Ron Goldman. Was he called Ron Goldman? I have no What's idea. He called? No idea. Basically, the other the other man that was murdered, uh, his family. Uh, Goldman was the surname. Uh, they were awarded the money, but they didn't get it because O.J. Simpson just said, well, "I've not got it." Well, he fucking does have it. He's rich. Exactly, but it's all tied up. It's all like in, yeah. in businesses yeah, and yeah. family names and things like that. So, he's, so they've not received a penny. I think and all his money is held by multiple multiple nations and countries in trust accounts. Well, that's what the conspiracy is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, basically, Mike Latonsky is never going to be a free man anytime soon, and due to the nature of his crimes, any future release will no doubt come with hefty conditions. Basically, Mike Latonsky will not be a free man anytime soon, and due to the nature of his crimes, any future release will no doubt come with hefty conditions. Basically, if you see him going into like a leather goods store, or getting <laughs> a, buying a knife sharpener, or a testicle pan, or something like that, then, yeah, we'll be straight back in prison. So, basically, this guy's never properly been tried and found guilty, yeah? No, he's still ongoing. He's still uh, midway through the uh, programme to get him back to mental competency. So, maybe maybe he didn't even do it and it's all a big conspiracy against him. Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've essentially, the police have done their investigation and passed it on to the, the judge and the jury Batman. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, to Batman yeah. to look into it. But after that... Yeah. So maybe it was all Jamie Arnold framing him. Could be. Framing an ill man. Exactly. Dirty bastard. Except the fact that many uh, witnesses have placed Latonsky <laughs> at the scene and he's also done this before. That's just a conspiracy. You know, after this happened, someone uh, put a post up, like some random person was like, oh my god, my mum has met that man because their mum saw him like in Walmart in America mm-hmm. wearing this leather kilt and was trying to take a picture, and the guy was like, do you want to just take a proper picture? The guy was like, you don't have to pretend, I, I know it's unusual. And she was like, yes please. He's like, do you, want, do you want a picture with me? She was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, alright, see you later. And she was like, he was really nice, but a little bit strange. Yeah. And then, two months later, he was arrested for killing someone. There's a hairdresser in Perth that wears a kilt all the time. Maybe they're related. Maybe. that That is often what people do when they're related. They dress the same. <laughs> I remember all them times that me and you both went out wearing black t-shirts and people were like, are you brothers? <laughs> that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Does he wear, uh, what kind of kilts does he wear? Are they, are they like traditional wears, cotton kilts? Or no, he like... wears a black leather kilt. Cool. I that's... mean, I've not had a haircut in a proper place for many, many years. So I don't know if he's even still alive. Maybe he was moved it not to... just an apron? <laughs> no, it was definitely a kilt. Maybe he moved to America. Did he also Maybe look like guy. a woman? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's a good-looking, handsome lad. I don't know. Well, Mark Latonsky's got something about him. I think it's his eyes. I've not seen a picture of him actually. 
He looks like a cross between Robin Williams and someone in Macedon. Latinsky. Latinsky. Oh, no, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when I read the script, I did Google him, yeah. Yeah, size of his beard. Aye. Well, look at him in his bloody... Uh, you can see him in his leather, leather kilt and everything. Is that a picture of him in the supermarket? No, um, it's out here. No, he's just standing next to a mirror. Is there one in the supermarket? I think so, yeah. Well, Google this man's name. It's brilliant. Oh, there's a picture of him on Rent Men. Was that a nude? There is a nude of him. God, what, Jesus Christ. What kind of mad version of Google are you using? I didn't find any of these pictures. Fourth picture in, it's a picture of his bell end. Where's the one? <laughs> yeah, but it's got like a picture over it. Mark Latinsky. It's on a fucking... Yeah, it's on a, a Mark Latinsky fact and theory page on Facebook. There we go. Ooh. Oh, man. I'm, if only I'd Googled this before. I would have made a much better podcast. <laughs> do, you, do you want to regroup in ten minutes and have some bits? <laughs> People posting on this as of seven weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's currently ongoing. It's It's mad. He's released. He's been released. No. When? Oh no, James, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. Oh god. Can you hear me? He's not in your room, is he? Chen, move. He's behind you. No, my headphones have died. Headphones have died. Who's that standing behind you in a leather kilt? Do you imagine? Hang on. So, hang on. Let's see this. What's this? What does it say? Right. Mark Latinsky, this is it's a screenshot of a text message on a Facebook page, so I don't know how real it is. Mark Latinsky was re- Latinsky was released on this sixth, twenty nine twenty, so that's twenty ninth of June. The release reason yeah. is released by court order. There we go. That's not good. I don't think it might be it might not be right. What I did find an update on twenty ninth of June and it was pretty much that he is it not that he was re- released from the hospital and then back to prison? Oh. Because that was when he, he did the whole stopped eating, found a responsive thing was late June. P- possibly. I've gone off it now. It was asking me to log into Facebook and I can't remember my Facebook details. Uh, um. It's just your name. You just have to remember your name. That's all it is. <laughs> well, there he is in the supermarket. There we go. Fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a, loose, a looser episode uh, today it's been a fast and loose one so thanks for listening it's we've had a couple of weeks off that's my fault completely sorry about that and my fault as well to be honest no it's not not at all what happened was we did an episode recorded it i edited it and then james wanted a couple bits changed which is is perfectly fine and i just didn't do it for like four weeks i was like oh, i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow and it literally literally took me four minutes four minutes to do Yeah, but it's we're hopefully back on track now. We've got this episode. Chen's about halfway through your next episode. Something I like that. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. I know you've not started it yet, but we'll <laughs> say that so people will <laughs> think that we're uh, at least slightly organised. Well, what's this? Hang on, right? You're not adding him on Facebook, are you? <laughs> so there's someone suing him, uh, James Carlson. Yeah, that's 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 your boy that that ran out that was, was that playing him? the phone call from. I just I just didn't name him because I didn't want to embarrass no, him. No, that's fine. So he's he's suing um, Mark for seventy five thousand dollars. 
and that's happened. That's yeah. only happened this week, apparently. Oh, it must. That must be the continuation of yeah. it because he put in that he was streaming a while back. There we go. It's ongoing. We'll bring you updates with this. Yeah, one episode every three months on Mark Lachinsky. Yeah, so that's twice as often as it is now. <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to it. It's a, a bit of a ramshackle podcast anyway, but we'll hopefully well get more stuck in it. I think the plan is I'll do another cannibal one, then we'll go back to a serial killer of some sort. Maybe. Yeah. If Let us know if there's one you want us to cover that hasn't been done before, an unusual one we might not know. Yeah. Get in touch. Facebook, Instagram, post, semaphore. Smoke signals. Messenger pigeon, smoke signal. Yeah. Uh a Greek messenger that runs the full distance here and then passes out and dies on the doorstep once giving us the message. How will they know that we've got the message? Because we'll set up a 26-mile race to honour the death of that messenger. (laughs) Right. Thank you if you're still listening to our rambles. Yep, thank you for uh, listening to the me tell everyone what they already know about the birth of the marathon from Greek mythology. <laughs> um, like us, follow us, Instagram, Facebook, fuck Twitter. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a new hashtag. Yep, soon. Fuck. Hashtag fuck Twitter. You should start it on Twitter. Yeah, let's do it. I'll do it now. Hashtag fuck Twitter on Twitter. Yeah. Do you remember our Twitter password, by the way? No, not at all. I forgot no, the I, I forgot the bloody podcast host anchor. I forgot that password. I had to reset it the other day, and I don't remember it again. Well, it'll be right. We're organised. Anyway, we're, we're just rambling now. Yeah. We're just rambling. Thanks for listening. And Chen? Well, we will see you later, motherfuckers. Goodbye. You've been listening to another great podcast from the Fair City Podcast Network, a group dedicated to connecting and developing podcasts. Check out fcpod.net for more great podcasts and content.